It's Davi the Scapegoat. I'm back with Mrs. Chapin, Catherine Chapin, a local educator. Part two of our interview coming right after I give a shout out to our episode sponsors. Now, did you know that there's more to the walk to end Alzheimer's than just walking? The Alzheimer's Association wants you to join our movement, a movement towards a brighter future for all those affected by Alzheimer's. With events in more than 600 communities nationwide, the Walk to End Alzheimer's is the world's largest event to raise awareness and funds for Alzheimer's care, support, and research. We're walking for the 150,000 people in Georgia living with this disease and the nearly 350,000 friends and family members that are taking care of their loved ones every day. We are closer than ever to stopping Alzheimer's, but to get there, we need your help. If you live in the state of Georgia, where I live, the walk to end Alzheimer's is in 20 cities around the state this fall. Atlanta, our walk is November 4th at the Battery at Truist Park, and the association would love to see you there. If you're not in Georgia, there are events in your community too. Find the walk nearest you, register, and get involved today. Head to alls.org slash walk right now. That's alz.org slash walk. Join the Walk to End Alzheimer's and help us make a brighter future for all those affected by Alzheimer's. You can make a difference today at alls.org slash walk. And a huge thanks to our other sponsor, the drink that is single-handedly getting me through this past crazy year. I drink AG1 every morning because I wanted a single, easy, simple solution for daily supplement intake. Cover my nutritional bases with a one-stop shop, one drink, and less than one gram of sugar. Support my body, support my energy, and my gut health without 10 different vitamins to gulp down. Plus, doing all the touring and traveling I did this year with that many bottles of supplements and vitamins, get out of here. One packet. One packet of AG1, and I'm good for the day, and 12 ounces of water, or pop it in a smoothie. I took ownership of my health this year, and I have never felt better, and I know you want that too. I want that for you. So take ownership of your health. Get started today with AG1. Try AG1 and get a free one-year supply of vitamin D, plus five free AG1 travel packs with your first purchase. Just go to drinkag1.com slash Davi. That's drinkag1.com slash Davi, D-A-V-I. Now, here's part two with Mrs. Chapin. But you remember what we were talking about last week, right? Recently on Davi the Scapegoat. Honestly, it, I think, um, like, now that you're bringing it up, the things that give you diarrhea are probably the most <laughs> worth it. <laughs> That's and a like, quote. It is. Can we get some word art? Davi the Scapegoat. The things that give you, you diarrhea. diarrhea are the most worth it in life. It could be surfing. It could be a burrito. Yes, <laughs> Not live, love, laugh. Hell no. But live, live, love, for the diarrhea. get diarrhea. <laughs> I think we should talk about it more openly. I mean, we have on this show before, and I've definitely got some one-star reviews, because there are a lot of men out there that do not like women talking about their bowel movements, but well, I freaking love it. Well, they can go And to those men can suck it. Hopefully you're breaking up couples like Maybe. the Barbie movie is. Uh. Oh my God! It is. People are breaking up with their People boyfriends because of Barbie, up. and that makes me so happy. Yes, yes, <laughs> so happy. I don't know why. So happy. I don't know. It me was and such my husband. Movie. Now we were a little tuned up, but we we both cried. <laughs> Did you it watch was it? So good at the montage at the end of the yes. little girls playing with the dolls. Holy he shit. and I both sobbing, sobbing. I don't know if Blair cried. I refused to look at him because I was sobbing. Like yeah. I do. I do that thing where I'm like. 
Mm-hmm. No, not me. And I'm I like, try- you better look at me. I try to like hold my eyes up because they're really big. So sometimes I can like like suck the tear back. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Like I got big eyes, but I don't got that that talent. I'm like I, I just hold <laughs> it there for long enough. But it sometimes it takes way too long and that's just going to fall out. But like we saw it like a couple days after mm-hmm. it came out and mm-hmm. he's talked about the Barbie movie every day mm-hmm. <laughs> since mm-hmm. he's been like, you know, I was thinking about that Barbie movie again. That's, it's just a fucking masterpiece. My hubby's been the same way. The he, he's talking about the cinematography. Yeah, he's talking about the camera angles. I mean, he, and he's talking about the book and how and how interesting the way that the script was written. And I mean, and it's not just anti-man. Well no, it's not. No, it's not. It, it's actually, it was just so sweet because I think we've all known guys. And maybe, and maybe this is what the incels go, yeah, and your friend zoned him. But we've all known guys that were, you know, the Ken, that were super supportive and we mm-hmm. were all friends. Mm-hmm. And there was nothing wrong with it because we were just kids. Mm-hmm. Like nothing mm-hmm. was sexualized yet. Mm-hmm. And there wasn't that men and women can't be friends. Girls and boys can mm-hmm. because we're not being weird yet. But then you turn into little men and women. And then it's like Ken being introduced to... The, sh- the trash can world that we live in in the patriarchy, which that's the one thing about the Barbie movie. If you want to have a really solid drinking game, then drink every time they say patriarchy. patriarchy. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, can't, we've all known boys that we they were our favorite. And then we got to high school and something flipped. And or, they discovered yeah. they discovered some person. And these days it's... Was the guy that got arrested in Romania because of the pizza boxes? Oh, um, I have like taken. Well, it wasn't because of the pizza boxes. Well, but he, yeah, they knew where he was. He was <laughs> yeah, hiding, yeah, yeah. and he they finally found him oh, because of the pizza boxes. See, no, he. I was, don't even know. He's been accused of like really horrible things. Yeah, against yeah, yeah, yeah. women and um, Andrew Tate. Andrew yeah, Tate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, you have the Andrew Tate creating little misogynistic monsters and and you you don't know and I I don't know who it was for our generation like I don't I don't know what happened but it was like we had all these sweet boys that were our friends and then there was just a flip where they mm-hmm. were like angry because you didn't want to have sex with them you know yeah. and it was it's just a different so I feel like the Barbie movie is not anti-man it's just like going Look what happens. Mm-hmm. Like, here's what happened. Like, you never understood why that friendship went that way or why that guy yelled at you or any of that right. stuff. And you or just why he won't talk to you anymore. Yeah, you just logged it as a as a okay. I'm I'm annoying to certain personality types, mm-hmm. and I'll just remember that. Um, must be me, you know. And then I don't know. I just Barbie showed me a lot of people, a lot of things, and I thought it. They say it's anti man because it's so pro woman, and that's what's so annoying like I yes. felt like that, that's a great way to that's put what it. happened to me at my old job is I was like why when did I suddenly become a man hater right you was, did you got that stick that bar. where where the fuck is that coming right. from because I, I would literally sometimes I would go for both sides one time a woman wrote into the show and the wife was like my husband keeps carrying the groceries for this newly divorced woman in the neighborhood mm-hmm. like he she she's like help me with this this mm-hmm. light bulbs out whatever I can't reach it like and he would go help her and she's like I'm really annoyed and I was like, I mean, you know, maybe you're not being grateful enough. Like at home, like he's he does these little things for you, but you're not noticing it. Mm-hmm. You're noticing him carry her groceries. Well, now he's got to be carrying hers as well. Yeah, you, if you <laughs> if you if you are, and right. I think it said like, yeah, he does these things for me, but I'm annoyed he's doing it for someone oh. else. And I'm like, maybe 
you're not, you know, and I was like, some some people are fueled by their ego. And if this mm-hmm. woman is really thankful, then he feels good about mm-hmm. himself and it gives him a purpose to be helpful. And it makes her feel insecure. And it makes her it makes you feel insecure. But like maybe he feels insecure when you're not saying thank you. So that's why this other person's feeding his ego. And it turned into, oh, men just can't do nice things. And I'm like, I didn't say that. I said I said people are fueled by ego a lot. And and I said even sometimes doing a good deed makes you feel good, you know? Yeah. And they're like, oh, so you're saying men can't just do nice things? And I'm yeah. like, I never said men. I said people. That is the that is the prime example of when we left. Or, or actually, I was talking to my husband about this a couple of weeks ago or a couple of days ago. I'm like, you know, all these men are so upset about the Barbie movie. And he was like, are there are, are they so fragile? Are is their masculinity so fragile? Yeah. That this is the response that they have. Are yeah. they so threatened? Yep. And the answer is yes. And yeah. yes, the yeah. answer is yes. Miles nailed it. <laughs> yeah, he nailed it. The, the masculinity is so fragile in some of these men. Mm-hmm. And the e and yeah, everybody that I've seen like react that way is generally having a lot of problems in their own romantic mm-hmm. life so they 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 make all women mm-hmm. or all men it depends mm-hmm. they make all men or women the scapegoat like everybody that they've had a romantic connection with or that they thought was romantic and the other person didn't they're blaming the whole gender right for that one person and it's some of the loneliest mofos that are just like bah, 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 Barbie movie and angry about it. And I'm like, that's all I needed. Mm-hmm. That's all I ne- that told me everything I needed yep. about you. That's, you know, my my perception now. I know who you are. Y- yeah. But your perception of that movie is a reflection of you. And now I know everything I need to know about that person. And PSA, I've known Davi for probably over half a decade, six, seven years yeah, at this point. And you have rich fulfilling relationships with men so many you so know, many yeah just just to put that out there i have a lot of friends <laughs> dobby has a lot of friends and family yeah. that are men that she loves dearly it's kind of wild that um i would you know talk about specific toxic men like you know the ones that hit the ones sure. that drink and don't get help the ones that are draining bank accounts Mm -hmm. the ones that are not trying to get jobs and just playing video games the ones that are we would have women write us and be like i don't know what to do please help and they'd be talking about like a very obviously garbage individual that was like gaslighting them abusing them Mm -hmm. verbally or physically Mm -hmm. all of these horrible things very serious things that i'm not qualified to speak on layman's fucking basic level can go that guy sounds like a piece of shit. And everybody's like, whoa, whoa. There goes Davi. What the, f- with their man-hating shit. I, I was like, men. wait, so if he hits someone and I say that guy's a piece of shit, everybody thinks I'm the dick, that's crazy. But mm-hmm. if that's the type of culture that we want to house in this establishment and that's how this atmosphere is, then that's fine. Maybe it's not the place for me. that's the status quo. Yeah, I know. And it's, some it's, people like to keep the status quo. Men are in a place where they're like, we're not protected. We're not protected. And I was like, I almost feel like that's what the Barbie movie did is kind of flip it and show like what it's like, here's what women get treated like. And all the women are treating the men like that in this movie. Like, here's what the women get treated like daily in life. Mm-hmm. And we're showing you that and you're freaking out. And why can't you just go, oh, those are the bad men. They're not talking about me. 
Right. Like, that, this, this isn't directed at me because I'm not a piece of shit. Right. That's a, if I'm sitting in a studio with, like, five other people, and I'm like, oh, that guy's a piece of shit for doing that thing, and two of the guys in the room are like, maybe you're the piece of shit. I'm like, oh, so you do that thing. That's right. <laughs> oh, so you're guilty of these behaviors. Yep. That most people think are garbage behaviors. Correct. Got it. Mm-hmm. So you took that personally because you are that guy. Mm-hmm. Got mm-hmm. it. And it uh, took me a long time to figure that out. You know, it took me a really long time. And there's just there's there's so much we we see so much. And I'm I guess Barbie movie got me thinking with you as a teacher. You know, I remember boys being introduced to that kind of stuff, and I feel like it's happening younger and younger and younger, that being 11 or 12 and girls were just, like, starting to have body image issues. Mm -hmm. And everybody's like, you're too young. You're too young. You're not even teenagers yet. It can't start this early. I've met, like, six-year-olds now that are already thinking of that kind of stuff. So I'm like, what are the boys dealing with? Like, these are the issues of girls. I understand those because I've been there. What are the boys dealing with, and what are, are you seeing? I know you said they give you hope, but I'm sure sometimes you're seeing that kind of flip happen in mm-hmm. a student. And how do you, like, do you try harder with that student? Do you give them their space? Like, what do you do? Because mm. it's tough to navigate boys. Boys. Mm-hmm. Boys in middle school. You know, girls just mature faster than boys. A lot faster. So much faster. And, and girls experience sexualization so much quicker mm-hmm. and uh, truly in the middle school I would say to up until seventh grade I would say 80 percent of my male students aren't interested in in girls yeah in that way I yeah. mean they're friends but like it's middle school you know but then you get to eighth grade you start um seeing some relationships forming and then in high school you know that's a whole nother that's a whole nother can of worms. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, I just don't I just don't deal with that quite as much in the middle school setting. What I what I have to combat the most and it's and it's not I got to be very careful with the way that I say this. It's not that I'm trying to to change students' opinions or influence them in certain ways. I I want to teach them to look for biases. So I talk about biases a lot in news and in um, social media and in their lives Mm -hmm. and through me because I have my I have biases. Yeah. So like what I want to teach my young men, my young women is is to always question everything Mm -hmm. and to and and to ask like well you know this is this is where i'm getting information from why are they giving me this specific information is there a reason um who benefits from the information that i'm getting including question me yeah you know not in a disrespectful way yeah but 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 yes you can question the adults in your life including your parents Mm -hmm. so i think that that's kind of how i try to approach all Ask of my questions. students. I've always learned there's nothing wrong with asking questions. Mm-hmm. There's no mm-hmm. stupid questions. There's none of that. And then in a corporate atmosphere, you're like, oh. <laughs> there is something wrong with Oh, that. there's a lot of stupid yeah. questions. And then um, there's a lot of questions that I would ask that were legitimately efficiency questions. Uh-huh. And people would be like, she's really passive aggressive. And it's like, why would they think that was passive aggressive? I'm just trying to make sure I'm doing it right. right. And they're like, well, she took it as competitive critiquing of her idea why should we do it that way you know something i'm like that's not what i fucking said though like it was literally just like okay you guys want me to do an a and a b Mm -hmm. you know and Mm -hmm. and i am very like 
I like to ask questions and then write shit down. So mm-hmm. I, I feel I feel like if back in the day, like interns would interview me when I was on the show and they'd be like, okay, so your career t- trajectory is something to aspire to. You started as an intern and every facet of this radio station you've been in, except for sales, I can't sell for shit. You did all of this stuff, so tell us how. And I'm like, say yes to everything. Ask questions. Be a yes girl. Always be available. And accessible and vulnerable like and then I just was going through this list and I'm like all of these things were what destroyed me um because I was always accessible and available and then when I wasn't they were like now you're a problem because once you show me that's what you are you can never go back so like it was I could there were so many things that I was like I couldn't possibly be a mom in this business because it's insane like there's no fucking time and they would constantly want you on your phone so I'm like I would tell all those interns like all of these hopeful things Mm. and now I'm like if they came and talked to me again I'd say don't ask questions because people think you're being passive aggressive don't do this stuff and I'm like this is why I'm so happy you're shaping the youth of the nation and not me well (laughs) but also yes I mean everything that you're saying is valid but but by asking questions and by being vulnerable, they showed their true colors to you. That's true. And that's what I want to teach my students, yeah. to ask questions, to be vulnerable, so that they can say, this is not the right environment for yeah. me. Because they are threatened by my vulnerability and they are threatened by my intelligence in like, asking these questions. So, yes, I hear what you're saying, but but when it all shakes out, it was good. It because was Because you good. walked away. It's Because it it's, showed you who they were. It showed me the red flags that I needed to see, which at the time it was just confusing. And because of the place that I was in, I was blaming myself for it. I was going... Oh, it must have been my tone. Oh, it must have been how I said it. Oh, I asked questions wrong. I'm just not good at anything, you know? So, but what it was, was that manager's insecurity. What Mm -hmm. it was, it showed me the red flags that I needed to see, but I didn't listen to them. So you're absolutely right. Like, ask the questions. Mm -hmm. The reaction you get of those people will show you. Tell you you everything that you need to know. Is this a place I should stay? Is this the atmosphere for me? Right. And one of the last episodes we did... With Riley Couture, she was like, don't stay in a job for more than two years. Like, if you feel something's off, listen to your intuition. Yes. And this is, everybody talks about women's intuition. Men have it too. Mm -hmm. Like, everybody has it. You, something feels off. And sure, you can go, yeah, but money. Yeah, Yeah. but health insurance. Right. Yeah, but I'm stuck. No, if it feels off, like, just start looking for something else. Right. Like, don't sit there going... But maybe I can change them or maybe they were being maybe they were joking with that insult. Maybe there's there's just too much stuff. You'd learn a lot from the questions. Right. And even in my own career, I've probably taught in five or six schools and none of them were the right fit. Yeah. Until until I got to the job that I'm at now. And I'm so thankful. And, I, you know, I'm so thankful that I didn't give up because I do get so fulfilled from teaching and I love it so much. But I did quit for a while. Mm-hmm. I quit for three years and I was I was doing full time work in the film industry and, and I was doing extras and stand in work and PA work. And I'm thankful that I did that, but I'm also thankful that I came back to to teaching and kept kept moving. Because when a, when a job wasn't right, I mean, there were more opportunities for me. And I finally found this team of people and this administration team that it's the dream job for me. That's awesome. But, I mean, I taught for, ten, you know, close to 10 years before I found it. 
and I knew you in different schools. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I think the vibe of this one is yes, yes, yeah. yes, yes, it, yes. It's kind of like a Goldilocks situation where you were like, oh man, it's, it's too hot over here. Yeah, that's it right. Cold as fuck over that's here. Right. So that's right. So you found the one that's just right. But I had to keep moving. Yeah. You talked about the past like school atmospheres that you were at that you were like, this is not it. This mm-hmm. is not it. Mm-hmm. Um, were, was there anything? any specific story that you can think of that was like the catalyst for okay it i mean i, I am done workplace bullies man yeah. you know like other teachers not the other, kids no 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 not yeah. the kids never the kids <laughs> but um i mean i've had some difficult kids but you know all, honestly and 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 most teachers would probably tell you this too that the most difficult kids become your favorite by the end of the school year because you yeah, yeah. you you're like okay there's right. some shit going on at home, right? Or you right, went through right. something very or, traumatic, yeah. Or you're working through things, yeah. and you're and you're brilliant, and you're funny, and you're bored, and yeah. you're and you're having to fight all of these, you know, or you're dealing with ADHD, and you're having to fight all of this external uh, stimulation, and it's tough, you know. And and I want to be there for you, and brilliant I want to lift you bored up. Is a hard combination, yeah. Brilliant and bored's hard, but brilliant like, bored's hard. Um, no, it's 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 other teachers that have been you know, the biggest issues for me and it, and not even, and it hasn't even been their issues with me per se, but because they were so angry about certain things Mm -hmm. about the system that has not promoted them or a system that had not, that doesn't quote unquote, listen to them. Um, They just get angrier and louder and louder. And that anger just spills out of them. And and if you're in the crossfire, then you're in the crossfire. I believe that. (laughs) Yeah, 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 yeah. And I, I mean, there have been times... There, there have been schools that I've worked at that I was so uncomfortable with some of my coworkers that I was taking like two Xanax a day yeah, just to get through the day working with them because they were so vile and angry and, yeah. and you know, and would stomp on any, you know, anybody that, that came their way. Um, yeah, it sucked, you just, know? Yeah. Like people can be unfriendly mm-hmm. it doesn't i'm like okay just be mm-hmm. unfriendly over there right but, it's, but when you but when paths gonna keep crossing right. when you work right next to them yeah then we need to when talk you're about work this. in the same classroom like yeah. when you're co-teachers you know and it's and it stinks and and i would go and i would talk to my administration about these people and they're like yeah we know that this is a problem but there's not much we can do. No, you not know? really. Yeah. You know, like, you know, just what we have found with X, Y, and Z is that if you're just really nice mm-hmm. and if you just, you know, let them get, you know, just like take this, you know, take the insults or take the anger yeah. and just like don't think about it and keep it moving. And it's like, no, this is affecting me. You know, their their anger and their frustrations is affecting me in a way that is detrimental to my daily life. Yeah, because I'm around this these people so much. So it's yeah, a, it's a weird it's a weird vibe, and to constantly be like, we're still dealing with this person's bad days, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. and it's it's mm-hmm. still a problem. Nobody's gonna say anything like. Oh, just let it go. Mm-hmm. My thing was always, he's very new to radio. He's very mm-hmm. green. He doesn't understand that disagreements happen. And some people that are not used to this take that as an attack. We're they're, just saying don't just saying, speak. They're saying be softer in your approach with him. And I'm like, yeah. why do I need to be so soft when everybody else, I don't think we should have to walk on eggshells. That makes for a bad show. But I'm sitting here going, yeah, when you have a student that's a, a little, little surly, a little salty, 
you investigate and you learn what's going on at home and you're like, oh, man, that's why you're right. Who wouldn't? Right. Who wouldn't be acting up that way? Because you're just figuring your emotions out. Who could blame you, little buddy? But then when it's an adult, I'm like, you're supposed to know better. I still tried to treat it with teacher gloves and be like, what's going on at home? What's this really about, my guy? And don't do that. (laughs) Because even though the adults are supposed to know better uh, questioning it, uh, you should know better. Well, but, you know, the silver lining, though, Dobby, is that there are companies and there are schools, and there, if if that resonates with anybody, yeah. you're feeling like, yeah, I work with this total bitch, you know, and they make my life a living hell every day. There are companies th- that have people from the top that care about their staff and they care about their culture, and and you can leave and yeah. you and you can find a place with people who care and want to foster communities. And if you can't find that, then do it yourself, like you're doing. Yeah, you you are literally doing that. I, you you stepped away from what you're doing and you're creating your own environment and you are inviting the people in that you want. I wish it would have been more of a voluntary step away. I well, guess that's what we talk about a lot on this show is I'm like, tell me about the time you quit. Tell mm-hmm. me the, about the time mm-hmm. you got that like power and that dignity to say, I quit this. And I bet sometimes when you're like, here's my notice, they say, can we ask why? Mm-hmm. And you probably could be like, this person mm-hmm. and this person mm-hmm. are toxic and I got to go. And in that case, they might fix it. Because they don't want to lose you. But usually mm-hmm. they're going to go, oh, And then they're going to put the new she person. She removed herself. Or know? they'll put the new person with the toxic person. That's that's kind of, okay, oh, 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 yeah. So so we'll move her because we don't want to lose her. But then this person coming up, we'll put her with her. And it's just another miserable person. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. I just, yeah. yeah, you can't mediate. They're not counselors. They're not, like, therapists. It's just a job. So it's not always going to work out that way but i feel like what you're saying is yeah ask those questions again and ask questions be, be vulnerable vulnerable and aware mm-hmm. and then yeah remove yourself take that step out to help yourself in that situation i am such a um I don't want to say like believer, but I love collaboration so much. Like I, I just, I get so excited from collaboration and working with people, whether it be art, Mm -hmm. um, theater, acting with my, my coworkers, like collaboration just, woo, gets me so My brain works better when I'm like, I can sit there and think of ideas on my, by, by myself and write them down and then we'll get in the meeting to brainstorm and I'll say one thing and then somebody else will say something and then we'll be, we're better together. It's like it starts working so fuck my brain is so much better. We're better together. So just my advice is just if if you're unhappy where you are, like just keep searching for that group that you feel like, ah, this is the group that I can collaborate with. Because to me, that's that's really fulfilling. I know. And it's out there. I know your students give you hope, but you give me hope. (laughs) I'm just letting you know. I always wondered, though, do you think you've experienced more sexism at work from Male leaders or or lady leaders? LOL. Are you serious? <laughs> um, it's all across the board. My favorite answer was my friend Manu goes, what female leaders? <laughs> yeah, t- truly. <laughs> truly. Like... Um, you know, sans where I am now. Yeah. Um, no, I've had administration male bosses that have said things to me said things to me who I respect and who I enjoyed working for and would look at them and say, you better be glad that you said that to me 
and not somebody else. Yeah. Because if you would have said what you just said to me to somebody else, you would have gotten in a lot of trouble. So you need to straighten up and fly right. Do you say that? I've said it. You've said it. I've said it. That's awesome. I have said it to all bosses. And they said, okay. Okay. Yeah. 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 Yeah, I've said it. It took me a long time to learn that like people will say stuff to you and you don't have to just nervously laugh at stuff. That's right. Because men don't learn anything when you laugh at their dumb stuff. And And I'm like, but if you ask questions. Right. Then they bury themselves. So like somebody can make a joke at your expense and you could just play dumb and go, I explain. Mm-hmm. And then when they have to explain the joke, it gets less funny and becomes really, right. really, really chauvinist. Really yeah. And then they get mad at you for pointing for out making to the group. Them. You're like, why? They're like, why did you fucking make me explain to the group what a piece of shit I am? Yeah. They didn't know I was such a piece of shit. And I'm like. Mm-hmm. But I did. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I and, knew exactly the joke you were making. I just wanted to make you know right. what you were saying. And, some, and, I, and I know it might not seem like that, but sometimes it's it's sometimes doing that is a courtesy to them, and it doesn't mean that they're a bad person. No, you know, I'm trying to it's help like, you. I, it's like I like I said, I respected this person. I want them to be better. I think that they're good at what they do. I think that they need to cut that out mm. to be better. And here I and 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 if they are a good person. And if in their heart it was just a joke, mm-hmm. and and I mean, weeks later he came up to me and said, "I shouldn't have said that." That's awesome. Okay. So yeah, it stuck with them. Yes. And somebody acknowledging that is not something I should have said mm-hmm. is the same as an apology to me. Like I don't need to hear "I'm sorry," mm-hmm. but if you're but literally you have been introspective about it, yeah. Mm-hmm. If you come to me weeks later even day whatever if you ever bring it up again that makes me know you actually heard what i said because sometimes you can talk to people and they it's like talking to a wall and they know they know they've been doing stuff the whole time and you're just like you took nothing from this conversation but i want to ask what your personal mantra for the year is you're a mom and you're a teacher and you guys have such a busy lifestyle and everything what's your mantra for doing it all and i feel like we've said ask questions like so many times (laughs) in here but i bet you got something else I knew you were going to ask me this question, so I had been <laughs> thinking about it because I don't have like a a, a, a one true mantra. Uh, I mean, I feel like my New Year's resolution every year is to be more present, be more present because I do. And now, and and you mentioned I am a mom. I have a I have a toddler, um, a little boy. I do listen to my podcasts all the time. I have, you know, I, t- I I'm watching my trashy television just to like relax after a day of work. I'm yeah. putting in my earbuds. I'm tuning out, and then you know, and then I'm feeling guilty the next day of like, well, what am I missing? You know, by mm. by putting you know putting my podcast in my ears and and just kind of tuning out. So I always want to be more present, but I do think that my 2023 mantra has been to have a beginner's mindset too. Because I feel uh. like the beginner's mindset is so joyful. Helpful. It's joyful. joyful. <laughs> it's joyful. It's like helpful. That, just thinking of it made me relax a little bit. I love that. Right. Even if it's something that you've done a million times, like trying to get back to a beginner's mindset has been so helpful to me because I'm, I don't beat myself up as much. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes. It's like if you think about playing a game that you've never played before. And and a lot of the times when you play a new board game, you win. Because yeah. you're like, there's no pressure. There's no stakes. You're learning. You're forgiving of yourself. You're not putting all this pressure on yourself. I do the best. I do the most winning when I'm like, you guys, I was not even paying attention exactly. to the, the rules. <laughs> exactly. Do. And everybody gets so angry. Exactly. And then when I know the rules, I get 
more focused and then I exactly. do bad. I'm like, gosh, I wish I could just be oblivious throughout life and maybe things would work out more. Right. Yeah, no, and in all the in all the like sports that I, I do, I always try to say like the skier on the mountain that's having the most fun is the best skier. Yeah. The surfer in the lineup that is having the most fun is the best surfer. You know, because it's it's you know, it's all about it's the fun. passion and the joy and it's the, the, and the presence mindset, yeah. the beginner's mindset and the presence. Yeah. Yeah. That is one thing you get up on the surfboard and you fall down and you're like, I mm-hmm. last week or hell, I can't, you know, I did or, it longer. Right. Or I, I mean, even now, sometimes I can't even get past the break you with my board. Yeah. And, and I'm that like, was what? still cool. People on the beach went, oh, fuck, look at her. And Getting you're going, in the break. yeah, you're like, I <laughs> fucked up. I could do so much better. But you, yeah. you know, like if you live in that moment, you're like, that was pretty cool. All right. I just surfed a wave. Right. Right. Mother Earth just tossed me. Mother I got, Earth. I got chubbered by Mother Earth today. Chuh. That's pretty cool. Pretty cool, bro. Yeah. If you start looking at everything like this is just neat. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. You know, you get on an airplane and people are like, I fucking hate flying. Oh, the flight was awful. Like every time I pick people up at the airport, I'm like, so how was the trip? And they're like, the fucking flight. And I'm like, I said, how was right. the trip? You took it on vacation. Why are you just focused on the negative? But, but then I'm like, I do flight. that myself. But I, when I get on a plane, I'm like, we're in the air. You're right. <laughs> this is insane. Right. Think about your first flight. Yeah. That's- we just got thrown from one city to another, basically. There's a lot more playfulness and joy and zeal and looking at everything with new, fresh eyes. I think that's probably why I'm like, God, I miss being around kids. Like I used to do a lot more voluntary stuff with kids. I think at first they freaked me out just because I was like, when my sister started having kids and everything, I was like, I don't want to be the one that teaches them to say fuck. Like <laughs> I'm going to be on my best behavior and I'm very nervous around kids. And kids were very suspicious of me because mm-hmm. I think they, they picked knew they up were my nervousness. Nervous. So I was always like, oh my gosh, they don't like me. I think it's because I have villain features. Like everything's too sharp. <laughs> you know, they're like, she has the eyes of a Disney princess, but everything else is very Hades. You know, so it's like <laughs> in certain lighting, I'd be like, come here and give me a hug, little kid. They'd be like, that nose and everything. It's too much. So I'm like, I look like Pennywise in certain lighting, and it fucks them up. And for some reason, everybody took that to, oh, she hates kids. And I'm like, no, I actually think they're awesome. They just, I'm so sus to them. But I miss being around them more because they would show me, like, looking at stuff with new eyes is so, so fun. You're sitting there going, oh, this day didn't go according to plan. Nothing got done fast enough. I only got three things off of my 10 things to do list. And you're like, but I did see a, a bunny rabbit. Yeah. <laughs> I did see a duck. That was yeah. cool. That's it. And that's that one duck? thing yeah. <laughs> that's really fun about having a kid, too. Yeah. Is, is seeing the world through his eyes. They too. remind you of that. Mm-hmm. Beginner's the, mindset. What's the last thing that you were just like, you were like having a day? Uh huh. And then your boy said something, and you were just like, you're freaking right, dude. Yeah. He, <laughs> you're right, little guy. He has this picture uh, above the changing table, and it's all of these monkeys. Yeah. And he stood up and he pointed to him and he looked at me and he goes, that's so cute. And I was like, that's right. Such Lincoln. a good impression, man. Best monkey that's a impression monkey. I ever heard. That's dude. a monkey. Who taught you that? Or right. are you one? Who knows? Where he did is my one. kid go? He is one. How did this little zoo animal it's, get in here? Yeah, flying to Atlanta is like flying with a monkey. There is something special. I remember like meowing as a kid and somebody being like, that was really good. And I was like, Okay. I'm going to go on America's Got Talent. <laughs> like, like, I just remember thinking an adult told me I was good at that, and I'm gonna, I'm taking that shit to the bank. Like, everything means so much 
that is the other thing about being a kid is everything means so much and you have so many passions mm-hmm. and emotions mm-hmm. and when something does go wrong you're like life is over right but then it's like a week later you're running around and you don't remember it at all yeah. I'm like gosh damn bring that back beginner's <laughs> mindset beginner's mindset we need to be influenced by these kids again because that's awesome personal mantra have a beginner's mindset you guys mm-hmm. that is the best that's the that's my favorite one now I'm going to steal that. I'm going to steal that. Yeah. Yeah, steal it. Thank you so much, Catherine Telford, for coming. Catherine Telford, Mrs. Chapin, if you nasty. Mrs. Chapin, if you nasty. On Dobby the Scapegoat. This was so (laughs) awesome. And it was finally good to have some fucking teacher representation. And going into the school year, I hope you all take Be a Beginner, Have a Beginner's Mindset with you back to school. Have a good time, guys. This is so awesome. Yes, thank you. Thank you for coming in. Thank you for having me. This was so fun. We finally (laughs) did it. Is it working? Yes. I can see both of us. Okay, I'm going to turn you up a little bit because I think... Oh, I'm going to get loud. Oh, yeah, you do. <laughs> <laughs> both of us do. We're like, oh, hi. Yeah, something's wrong. Uh, oh, shit. No, I, I, I'm going to get loud. Yeah, generally. And I can Unfortunately. always later after the fact. All right, cool. Is this... And this is recording. Okay. All righty. Great. Hi. Holy shit. I was at, um, at Ginny Lake. Which is this beautiful lake in Jackson, in um, inside the Grand Teton National Park, and there was this family playing in the lake, and they were they were shouting at each other, and they were like, "Hey, do you guys got ringing in your ear?" <laughs> and the other people were like, "No, my my ears don't ring." And he's like, "I bet they do, I bet they do. My ears ring, and it's because we're so loud." We're all so loud. And they were just shouting this conversation <laughs> so loudly that, and I was on the lake shore just like, yep. I, I guess now I do, yeah. Yep. Yep. You don't like actually that. have ring in your ears, do you? I, you know. Is I'm it in the headphone? No, 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 Do no, you no, hear no. it? No, it's in my head. Okay. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, wait, do you really hear ringing? Because no, I can fix that. It's in my head. <laughs> in my head. <laughs> no, it lives there. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, that's not good, babe. Did you fall? No, 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 no. I just shout. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> because, all right, so they nailed it. Y'all are loud. 